Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast, produced by me, Fraser Magura, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing a £30,000 speaker cable. Peter, how many, how many did you buy? Uh, uh, none. Uh, I, I went. I went for the fifty thousand <laughs> pound. Mm, uh, wise choice, sir. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I one something that popped up in my news feed uh, a little while ago um, that I, I knew. So I knew audio files uh, were a bit over the top. This is audio file with ph, yeah. not audio files of the kind like an MP3 that you might yeah. find on your computer. Because yes. the, the, the former hates the latter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> so yeah, so it popped up a news a news feed, and it was it's a review for the uh, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this not deliberately, uh, the Armonico Ethernet cable from uh, Phono or or uh, Phono Acoustica. Phono Acoustica. Um, uh, oh, it's it, an Ethernet cable. What it is, yeah. So it's an Ethernet cable, uh, and anyone who knows much about Ethernet cables knows that they're they're all pretty standard built to a standard. Uh, it's an Ethernet cable for connecting things within your, I guess you call it your deck or your stack or your rack or what do, what do we want to yeah. call it? Anyway, so digital things. So I'm imagining that uh, you could connect your your, uh, your your digital amplifier to your digital players and things. And basically you, you, a lot of it's done over Ethernet rather than- uh, uh, Is it now? Right, because it's all digital. Di yeah, because right. digi everything's digital. So why why would you unnecessarily convert it back to analog and then back again? So so yeah, so uh, uh, so they come. So it's part of a, a class of audio file equipment. You can include basically the network switches that can you can connect everything up together and make a little network uh, to connect all your kit. Sounds really handy. I might get myself one. Yeah. So, uh, but what what was astonishing uh, was the the price of these things. Um, I'm just trying to find it. Uh, yeah, so the price, one cable, one meter long, uh, 5,500 5, euros. And for the one and a half meter long, 6,800 euros. Can you, well, that's that's less than 50% more. So you should definitely get that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With good value, I think. Yeah, it's much cheaper. It, that is definitely a saving because it be, it's, it's much easier to get that than it is to move your <laughs> move your objects well, closer together. Well, especially if that if moving it, in moving it interrupts something else. That's oh, the sort about. of the stereo feng yeah. shui. Exactly, yeah, yeah mm. exactly. So I, I, I wonder so how much the stereo costs. But anyway, keep going. Anyway, so th these uh, these cables are rated for uh, 100 base T, I think, which means they're quite a, a very basic cable. An equivalent one, you, you, if you bought, if you bought one off, would probably cost you about 50p, mm. um, <laughs> uh, and would do the same job, exactly the same job. No, or would it? Or would it? Yeah. Or would it well, be doing right. Was it 50p versus 5,000? So discuss. it's doing it 10, well, I mean, how many magnitude? I don't know. But um, yeah. yeah. So this, 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 this got me thinking about audio files in general and their, their obsession about um, chasing whatever little quality it is that they're looking tweakers, for. Tweakers, they're called. Tweakers. Yeah. Tweakers with their speakers. <laughs> um, but also, it, it, like the other, other, Suffers from what I call what I like to think of te as techno mysticism, mm. um, which include, I'm afraid, 
lots of Apple users. Oh, no. He's done um, it again. He's all, opened the can not, of worms. Not all Apple users. You're just a Microsoft fanboy. That's your problem. Not all, no, I, well, I'm not, actually. I'm a, I'm a Linux user. And how do you know a Linux user? Because they'll tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not, um, not all Apple users. So uh, let me qualify. So, um, not me, for I, example. I'm a, I am... I'm Mr. Function, right? I'm Mr. Function. <laughs> yep. Um, I will I will choose the right tool for the job, and Apple have their place because it is it is computing for dummies. So if you just want stuff to work, Apple's pretty good. It just works. It just works, unless you want to do something that Apple doesn't want you to do, and then it just won't work. Yeah. Um, but you know, I use Linux for some jobs, but I use Windows for other jobs. So, and, then, and then when you're down the coffee shop, you tend to just bring out your Mac, don't you? And when I'm down the coffee shop, I bring out my Chromebook because that just works. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I uh, oddly, when it comes to audio, the only... the only. Uh, but Nick is our resident audiophile, having you, well, the, exactly. probably the most expensive Yeah, but, but actually, the only, the, only, the only Apple device I own is an iPod Classic, and uh, that's, uh, that's uh, going strong after at least... Well, it's got to mm. be at least 10, 15 years old now, but... Um, Peter's right. I also went on a bit of a shopping spree for for expensive cables. Um, I I, fa I found a um, these were these were I think all audio cables. So I found a found a two thousand five hundred and ninety nine pounds audio cable, not quite as expensive How as much Peter's. Again, sorry? That was just two thousand five hundred and ninety nine pounds. Okay. If it had been two thousand six hundred, I would not have bought that because mm. that would have been mm. a rip off. Um, I, I found a power cable. This isn't even a lead to transport uh, sound. This is a power cable, right? For your stereo, the, the, the better the, power. The, the Siltec Triple Crown power cable, sixteen thousand six hundred and ninety pounds. But it claims that power cables actually have an unexpectedly big audible effect that degrades the reproduction of music. Magnetic leakages, oh. yeah, mm. that cause distortion in frequency ranges. Um, and these distorted currents cause saturation in power cords, resulting into audible distortion at peak currents. Uh, so what they've done to develop this is they've used multi-physics software. Mm and measuring equipment by, by F.W. Bell and Audio Precision, and it helped them to achieve their goals of extremely high levels of power integrity, uh, leading to an astonishing subjective performance, which is interesting wording. Yeah. Mm. Um, they've managed to eliminate harshness and, and cause a complete lack of induced distortion, and, ba and they've got base stability and ultra-realistic feel. Um, but anyway, the most expensive one I found was a one-meter pair of factory terminated Odin 2 speaker cables for £31,125. Um, that is speaker cables. So yeah, so basically I'm I'm about I'm about fifty grand out now, but yeah. I've got a bloody good stereo as yeah. a result. What yeah. I want to know is you are your know, speakers on the bookshelf? Yeah, well, actually, I just play it through my mobile phone, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but you know, it sounds really good. I remember getting being at your house once, Nick, and getting in trouble with your partner because. Um, we were just really pushing your your stereo yeah, to the limit. We, we put Nathaniel Rateliff on kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's uh, right. Eleven. He, we, we, we well, it was about one o'clock in the 11. morning. Yeah, but the one that really did it was uh, Sly and the Family Stone yes. dance to music. <laughs> Um, so what's the question we're asking here? Um, so I, I think the question we're asking is, what is driving this uh, this sort of um, obsession with uh, performance, but without, but, but but ignoring the science behind it? Right. I think we're also probably making an assumption here that um, 
a cable worth five grand is not worth it, right? And you're not getting five grand, whatever, mm. you know, that's not reflected in the performance. So it's partly that. And I think it's also, are we also asking, do we want to go into, well, what other stuff do people obsess about and go into There's too a whole much. range of things this opens and, up. And is there any commonality across those things and the kind of people who are into them? Are we, am I kind of yeah, poking yeah, the yeah, right yeah, bits? Yeah, yeah, there's a whole, a whole bunch um, of things. You're going yeah. the right way. Okay, yeah. so that being the case, um, who wants to delve into some of that? Um, well, I, I've got some data to lead off. So apologies to certain audio files, right? So it's not true that everyone is like this. There's obviously a spectrum. Um, the, 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 uh, there's some great uh, uh, forums and uh, uh, media sites dedicated to audio equipment, as you can imagine. Um, there's an, a, a good article on AV gadgets. Uh, uh, so takeaway was um, that they said that some 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 audio files they know the lingo, but they refuse to understand the science. Electricity works different for the audio file, which I thought was quite <laughs> neat. And then on, uh, I found a really fun um, uh, thread on a forum on gearspace.com. This is from way back in 2000, the, the ancient days of 2005. Um, but there's some little quotes like, um, I think for some people, buying and collecting gear is more satisfying hobby than actually using it. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, the simple definition of an audio file is a person who listens to the gear, not the music. <laughs> uh, but the, in this day, age of MP3s, it's nice that somebody actually cares about what the music is, what the music is play, how the music is played, uh, as absolutely ridiculous as they can be sometimes. So there's like there's awareness within the audiophile community mm. that some of them take it too far mm. um but th 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 these hint at a few interesting things t for me and i think basically if you're an audiophile if you're like a diehard audiophile you obviously like music and but the, how the music is how the music is reproduced for you is is the important thing mm. not necessarily the music then you but it go all out on music theory and try to under, underpick the how the music is put together rather than how your player works. Mm. So for me, I think it's the the equipment the, the 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 equipment is like a big part of the hobby. Yeah. And this is this is rings uh, with uh, other conversations I've been having recently with family members about why people like fishing because sitting around in the cold and wet with no promise of any kind of actual sport is not about that. It's about being alone and about being with your equipment. I'm going to cut the chase on this. Well, hang on. No, don't, because why hasn't Peter mentioned cycling? Mm. You know those cycling no, boards who yeah. have to get all the cycling equipment? Yeah, yeah. I, Does yeah Peter, Peter, do you know any of those? <laughs> well, actually, They have I'm way pretty, too much of it. I'd say I'm pretty modest on the, the cycling equipment. But I, I bet you think bikes, you only buy the stuff you really need to get peak performance out of your bike. But I bet if there was an audio I'm file here... I'm not looking for peak performance because if I did that, then I would probably just lose some weight. Well, how much, is your, how much does your bike cost? How much did your bike cost? Uh, it's It's... A, a fairly sort of mid-range. What's that? Thing. I don't know. What's what a mid-range to yeah. these like so ten thousand pounds? My road bike is was two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, I reckon you double it because he knows Rosie's <laughs> listening. Uh, <laughs> but I, and I, but I had I, that. That was the latest bike I bought, and that was six years ago. See, that's more than I would spend on a bike. Yeah, and so look, I think, I think we're talking about men. Men well, get well, obsessed with stuff, like controversial, maybe. maybe, maybe not. So, for example, I get this a lot in my world, less so now that I mix less with other filmmakers, but you chuck a bunch of filmmakers together, they talk about gear loads, mm. okay, which is not mm. really my thing, and I used to sort of, you know, and also 
when, if we talk about uh, music and collecting albums, let's say, mm. um, and I think one of the things that men like to do is it, it's a nice, it's a, one, it's a way they can talk to one another. Mm. Um, two, it's a nice, gives you a kind of nice ownership of something that you can get, you can, um, you can kind of master control. It. Yeah. yeah, and you know who can talk about you know and slightly compete and who's compete. Got the, who's got the best cables? Yeah, yeah and you get super because it's very uh, quantitative, right? Quantitative um, rather than qualitative, and so it's easy to sort of get those facts kind of thing. Or well, it's not it, easy, yes, but it's sort of. It, but it it is and it isn't. But when it because when it comes to audiophilia, it's it's this perceived quality that that you're talking about mm. and chasing down. You're not trying to eliminate. What they're not doing is going, you know what, I can hear a whine or a bit of noise. I need to work out where that is and fix it because there isn't. What they're trying to do is go, they go, oh, I've got a spare 3,000 quid. I'll go and buy a new cable and see what it sounds like. Times it by 10. Um, yeah. but also, I think they're listening go, to they go. Mm, that sounds better now. Yeah. I like but that. I also think I, I, I think We're all the time they're going. Is there a noise? Is, I bet there is. Is there? Isn't there? And they're kind Could of be. checking that. Be, but yeah, but, but but it's. I think the what Peter is alluding to. I think, and we we ought to come out and say it because it's, it'll be what a lot of people are shouting right now. Okay, is that okay? We're all audiophiles in the sense that I, you know, I think that my stereo sounds better than listening to it on a mobile phone, right? My, my, it definitely does. And, and you know, using a thicker uh, cable is definitely better, right? Mm -hmm. Those things are definitely mm -hmm. better. It, we all accept that probably to a certain point, spending money on your equipment is going to make the music sound better. Um, but it is going to taper off, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I think, Peter probably thinks, uh, and we'll touch on this, that there is a point at which it's literally imperceptible. It's scientifically impossible that you can get an improvement because you have already got every single bit that is in the recording, every single you know thing that was came out of the musician yep. is correctly captured and is being reproduced by your speakers and, at this and point. The, the, and you and cannot the, therefore improve that's what, it any that's further. That's why I found that uh, Ethernet cable particularly ridiculous because... Unless you're operating in a very RF noisy environment, that 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 cable has got so a, a, a basic cable is technically the same as your expensive. The cable. bits that go in are the, the same as the that bits that come in, out. The bits that come out are exactly the same. Uh, you could argue, well, well, what about error? You know, error bits, error. Well, no, because the the the, the protocol stack that drives that cable has got so much redundancy and uh, error correction in it that it is the so same. So it's rather like saying it's rather like saying that you know if you download a game from Steam through the right cable it's a better game or something. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I I will I'm going to pick up on this in a minute from a scientific point of view. But so so in, in what I mean is that so to put it in slightly more scientific terms for an analog cable or a range of analog cables there is a diminishing return on investment hmm. whereas but with a digital system like particularly the cable here it's a discontinuous diminishing returns it will just hmm. at one point it will just level off and there's no no advantage whatsoever yeah so from so an information perspective all of the information going in is the same as yep. the information coming out there is no gap there's no difference that you can make yeah. up okay guys but we're going around in circles no here. No, no no we're not we're getting somewhere. i think we are no listen so no, the thing is because that hold on because all i think we've said so far is hey some people take it so far and we all agree with that 
Um, and then the question is, well, why is that? And we've talked a little bit about. Right, so you can know, I get on to that? You. Uh, so yeah. and now go for it, Nick. Okay. So so the reason, and I think the <laughs> thing is that in as much as let's let's run with this hypothesis that it, it, at some point actually you get literally zero improvement the difference between spending 200 pounds on a cable and 20,000 pounds on a cable is literally zero um why then do people do it well it puts it into the same category as a lot of other pseudosciences right so um you why are there dra why are there dowsers why are there people who believe in astrology why are there people who believe in homeopathy uh why do people trust psychics right now all these things work subjectively you ask it you ask anyone who likes those things does it work there will be no doubt in their mind mm. that it does and that if you're if you're being skeptical about it it's probably you're either being a bit malicious or it's probably because you haven't tried it and you you haven't seen that it works um and so there's there's a whole category of sort of um well a way of forming beliefs i suppose which is uh, which is sort of uncritically accepts that your subjective experience is correct and that's because 99.9% of the time it is right we go round thinking we think that you know this thing is hotter than that thing and it's because it is because it is and and so you know i think this is not a weird it's not a weird thing yeah. that's going on it's an entirely explicable thing which is that people experience this feeling is better the experience you get from spending twenty thousand pounds on a cable is better and that trumps any of peter's nonsense about information theory because it sounds better and um you know there's a whole host of things which are incorrect beliefs that people have that are nev nevertheless very unshakable so you talk about those pseudosciences but also a lot of things that a lot of people actually just uncritically believe well, um, which aren't pseudoscience religion god no i i'm that i'm talking about things that are uncontroversial uh, so things like that some a lot of people believe they're allergic to monosodium glutamate for example now there, there's been no study that has been able to unearth um evidence that that ms that anyone is allergic to msg uh a lot of parents think that if their children consume sugar um high high quantities of sugar it makes them high, hyperactive but they've done double blind experiments where parents have been have been split into various groups and 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 their assessments about how hyperactive their children are uh, are based entirely on their, whether they thought the kids had had sugary mm. drinks and not on whether the kids had actually been given sugary drinks and yet you know a lot of people just think it's a given that that sugary drinks make you hyperactive um there are uh, and then a whole host of things like you know tur that turkey eating turkey makes you sleepy that that chili seeds are the hot bit um that uh, you know there's just lo loads and loads of things that people go around that are wrong that are nevertheless widely held beliefs there's mm. a there's about a 20 meter long wikipedia page about widely held held misconceptions so you know in, in as much as uh, that's true the the thought here and the reason that there's a whole page on rational wiki called audio woo about this kind of audiophilia <laughs> uh you know phenomenon that it's all a big pseudoscience but it really just puts it into the same category as those mm. things now i think the, the there is i mean that i would imagine that most um audiophiles probably think well no hang on i'm not a flipping astrology person i'm a i'm virtually an engineer I'm I'm really into the science of all this and how the bits move and where magnetic resonances happen and you know and the p precise acoustics of where I should oh, I've got to move my sp speaker one millimeter to the right to get so so they probably I would imagine react quite badly against this claim. Ex good and that kind of brings as you were speaking there and by the way Nick you moved us on beautifully there well done. Um, um, a lot of a lot of things that feel in common here is 
these sorts of people, whether it be about stereos or bikes or whatever, um, very can be very evangelical. Mm. Um, they can be very emotional and very emotionally attached to this, and so it's dearly held beliefs. As you say, it's very subjective. All of and and so all of that makes it very difficult to um, contradict or with with that sort of thing because um, it doesn't. Or, none, none of those things are really rational. Let's say they're difficult to rationally yeah, sort of argue out. Yeah, sort of cognitive dissonance of I've just spent twenty thousand pounds on this thing. Mm. I'm gonna believe it works. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rather than that, yeah. I'm ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, we haven't even gotten to what they listen to. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, so, so sorry. The, the like indicators of a pseudoscience are. Um, Things like uh, so, not not collecting evidence properly. So there is actually there are articles you'll find articles on the internet by audiophiles saying this is why double blind trials don't work. Um, a lack of openness to testing. You know, I, I don't need to test it. I've I can hear the difference. Um, an absence of sort of progress, which is more of a science thing. But that you you know, astrology is basically the same as it was five hundred years ago, whereas science isn't. Um, Personalisation, which what you remember, it's very much about my own mm. subjective experience. Um, and and the use of misleading language, which you do get a lot, like the whole multi physics software, yeah. uh, you know, resonance. I love a bit of that. Yeah. So so it does look it does unfortunately um, really have quite a lot of tick quite a lot of the boxes for a pseudoscience. Yeah. I'm I'm going to leap to its defence in a minute, but um, I okay. thought Peter might want to. Peter, yeah. I I I I have another hypothesis that it's and it's related it's related to the this sort of I think that there's a. People need something to believe in. Is another quote that I came across. Mm -hmm. right? uh, so what, what that suggests to me is that there's a sort of spirituality void um, in people's lives in our secular world. So as as Being people replaced have given, by given thirty thousand pound cables, given up devoting themselves to any given religion, um, they still there's still a, a need in the human psyche to just believe in something. The uh, you know what that reminds me of? It's the my son is into Warhammer forty K and there's a there's a whole faction there. I think they're called the Mechanicus who worship the machine spirit. Mm. It's a bit like so you're saying these audio yeah. files are like the worshippers of the machine yeah. spirit. Which and if made, they placate which, it with the right cable. Yeah, which got me which made <laughs> just as an aside made me wonder what it what I filled my spirituality gap with. And I'd say actually it's rationality. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's sort of it's like it's but it, but it's a but a lot of my 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 sort of my, I wouldn't say devotion, but a lot of my sort of rationality is is very much faith based in the sense mm. that I I, I mm. read and read and understood enough about how it works for me to jump on that particular train. But I don't know everything about how it works. You know, it might be just as wrong. There might be something other. Another, I think that's right. Thing. And also, I think Peter is a bit of a fundamentalist in his kind of the fact that he thinks, for example, that, uh, you know, any ornamentation on your furniture is it should be purged. Yeah. So he's like he is like a kind of Puritan <laughs> when it comes to rationality. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, things that don't directly contribute to making correct beliefs about things. Are, are, yeah, you were born in the wrong time in a way, Peter, weren't you? Because you'd have done really well, for example. Um, um, I can imagine you as a pilgrim um, going to America. And in the same vein, I can imagine you during the, the English Civil War being a roundhead and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, mm. and uh, yeah, 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 that yeah. would sort of fit well. Um, but, um, so I can. what about my defense of audiophilia then? Yes, let's hear it. So first of all, a generic defense of placebos, right? They're placebos, but they do work, right? They're like, um, that's the weird thing about them. Doctors prescribe them sometimes because they do work, right? And, and I, you know, there's a famous and 
you know, controversial wine study where, you know, they, they looked at the brains of people who were drinking the same wine but believed it to be more expensive and concluded that they actually did enjoy it more. Right. Mm. So you tell someone that this wine is really expensive. They, they don't just say, oh, that's nicer because they're trying they're trying to fool themselves. They genuinely do enjoy it more. Mm. And I suspect you would find the same with these audio files. I suspect if you look at the mm. brain of someone listening to the music uh, on a 20,000 pound um, speaker cable, it, they're going to be seen to be ha enjoying it more than. Um, so so that's the kind it's an of, interesting philosophical point in there, isn't it? There? Is. Yeah, yeah. So but that's a that's a sort of argument sort of more or less supporting the scientific idea that doesn't do anything but there's the placebo effect but I, but I mean I think just coming at it from the perspective to put the defense there from the perspective of actual uh, audiophiles themselves um, who I don't think would like to believe it's a placebo mm. um, but uh, I mean two, two well two things really one is um, that uh, you know this whole idea which I think has cropped up recently that you just believe the science uncritically is uh, I don't I don't think you always should. I mean, you know, science in inverted commas, which isn't really a thing anyway. It's just a bunch of people doing science. Um, you know, often comes out with things that are later disproven, and you know, for some reason that we haven't thought about. Um, so you know, things. That, I mean, you've only got to look at look at. I mean, I know dietary science is the bottom of the bottom of the barrel, but the fact that you know. 30 years ago fat was bad now then sugar became bad now it's you know um it's a sort of well i think sugar is still considered to be bad but carbs that are bad and it's like okay but actually 30 years ago anyone who came out and said well actually eating fat is fine would have been derided as a sort of uh, lunatic a you know it would lunatic, have been considered yeah. to be pseudoscience to say oh no you can eat fat and still be thin um you know, just during the coronavirus pandemic, for, for a couple of months at the beginning of the pandemic, and this has been memory hold a bit, but, um, you know, the, the, the scientific advice in the UK was that masks don't work and people shouldn't wear them. And then, of course, you know, that totally changed now as a result of evidence. So so there's 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 that. First of all, let's not believe, um, you know, just let's not believe Peter and his science uncritically. Mm. But the other thing is, everyone says, did you in a double blind trial? People cannot tell the difference between, you know, a gold speaker cable and a normal speaker cable. I cannot find any double blind trials on the Internet where they've actually done this. Yeah, so everyone so says, yeah, actually. everyone says, oh, oh, you know, oh, the thing is, you can't tell if it's an MP3 or MP4. or something. you can't really tell, you know, it's, it's, in, in, it's imperceptible to humans. As far as I can tell, no one's actually t actually done the test. So. So, yeah. So I suppose I'm saying I would err because of my priors on the side of thinking that it's a pseudoscience. It looks a bit like a pseudoscience. But I'm certainly not saying it's got zero probability of being correct. Okay. Uh, so, you know, if you are a £20,000 speaker cable guy, you've got that to cling on to. I'm not going to back If you're willing, if you're willing to participate in a blind trial, get <laughs> yeah, in touch. Yeah, yes, you can always <laughs> set one up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, to finish this off, question, um, pretty obvious. What do you spend too much money on? Or what, what's your spiritual void that you've filled something? What do you fill it with? Um, could be going to church, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, Nick? Well, yeah, I, games. 
Yeah, board games. Yeah, but but I mean, at the same time, they do have a practical utility. Now, I'm a bit of a kind of anti-board game fetishist person. So there are some people who, um, I would say the equivalent of the audiophiles here are the board gamers who laminate their um, instructions and they buy sleeves for their cards and they clip their counters and they do all these things which are very fetishistic. It's like, okay, we've got this lovely new board game now. I'm going to put all the cards in little plastic sleeves so that they don't get grubby. I hate all that. Um, I feel like a game getting used and worn and yes, okay, some Sometimes you can tell that that deck's, you know, older than that deck. And, and I like all that. I, I quite mm. enjoy. But that so I feel like the audio file end of the board game community. I'm, I'm at the opposite end to them, really. But um, but yeah, I, I love uh, I love board games. I've got way more than the average person. And um, I get a real joy from buying a new one. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it's, you know, I do think I'll be there's no no one's going to tell me that one board game is the same as another. They are all different. Yeah. It's true. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're wrong. Um, Except if it's a euro with a pasted on theme. Yeah, it's, it's another cube shuffler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go down this. Uh, no, yeah. let's not. Um, Peter. But what do you what do you fill your spiritual void with? Well, is it uh, have I got a spiritual void? I think the only thing I, I wouldn't um, I would really miss if I didn't do it, I think, or, or feel a, a, an unscratched itch is uh, music playing piano. And, and it's not dissimilar in that, I you know, when I got my new piano, it really felt like it was a massive step up, step up. And I suspect if I got if someone gave me a Steinway grand piano, I would go, I would think it was much, much better than it actually was just because it's, you know, one of the world's most expensive <laughs> pianos. So, mm. yeah, I can definitely see myself uh, having a kind of audiophile uh, strand. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll come to you last, uh, Peter, because it's only fair that you round it, round it off because you started it. Um, actually, so as you were spiritual, I think it's the same with me, Nick. Um, I'm into my music. I listen to a lot. I play a lot, as in play instruments a lot. And, and as I've said before, not nearly, um, certainly when I'm playing them, not nearly to the skill that um, Nick does. And, and yet I do get a real spiritual buzz out of it. And I was thinking about this morning as I was driving here because I really love gospel music. Um, and um, it's a shame that I love it as much as I do that I'm not and that I don't believe in God because it would be it's, it's, it's a waste on me in a way, I suppose. Mm. Um, and in terms of what I spend too much money on, really easy camera gear. Um, anything mm. associated with it. And even though I said, hey, those guys, they're really into that. It's a bit like Nick talking about the guys laminating uh, things. Yeah. Actually. So the key difference is you're not <coughs> signaling about it. You're there, it's there to do a job for you. Uh, mate, yeah, until yeah. he meets another camera guy. Well, uh, yeah, like, no, I do get, get the lenses out. And oh, you see, you've got the old A7. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. And oh, um, got, I've got uh, my F-stops go up to 38. <laughs> yeah. And actually, every time I get something, my wife says to me, and it really irritates me every time, she always goes, but what does this do that's different? Different to the other one mm. that you got that was amazing Probably six months ago and cost loads. getting a new board game, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, no. Um, but um, and but the difference is between board games and camera gear. Camera gear is bloody expensive. I'm not mm. saying you're, you know, but um, and also even camera bags. I recently got a bag that costs way beyond what it should do. But is it a nice bag? Does it bring you joy? It, it does, but I'm actually a little bit disappointed in it. It does not quite. It's, you should have spent five times the amount. Yeah, well, you, could, you, could, you could, you could, you could, and, you could, you could take it to a tailor and get them to alter it. Yeah, I could, and also I have to say, my photography has not gone up in in quality <laughs> by as much as I was hoping. But, well, not even because of the new bag. No, not even because of that. Disappointing. No, it is yeah. disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, Peter. Well, it, uh, ten years ago, it would have been bicycles. <laughs> um, 
I'm not I'm not a competitive cyclist. I ne- never really considered myself to be very competitive. I just like them. Mm. Um, but I'd never really bought big expensive ones. I always had a sort of had a, a, this is usually the cheap ones like that three thousand pounds one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's that's not that high. Um, anyway, so but now it's probably it's probably probably computer bits and bobs. I said I, I not there's not it's not very expensive because I tend to buy sort of used stuff, but it's expensive in terms of my time. I often do a lot of tinkering that probably doesn't necessarily need to be done. Mm. Um, so do, you, do, you, do you have a garden shed where you can do it? No. Mm. No, I, I don't. I but, can sense but, that you um, might feel like you want one. Yeah, but, but well, well, in the next decade, hopefully when we get a bit more spare time, mm. DIYing is going to be the time sink. Just mm. endlessly do, tinkering with the house. Actually, I spend a lot of money on DIY stuff at the moment. And I've got a saw, which I'm an electric circular thing that I don't really know. I haven't figured out how to use it yet. Yeah, but yeah big shed. But first, first major DIY project when we buy the house we're going to live in um, will be build a shed to house the tools. Second job, go and buy some tools to yeah. fill it with. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Right. Um, let's wrap up there. Um, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hem, Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. Until next time, Goodbye.